Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. It's me, Katherine Ryan, and welcome back to Telling Everybody Everything. Please write me a letter at tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. Feel free to not include your dick. I hope everyone's feeling great. Wake up in the morning, make a list of things you're thankful for. The more gratitude that you have, the more wonderful things will come into your life. And I know that maybe some of you don't have, you don't realize that you have things to be grateful for, but you can always find them. Okay, that's just a little, little advice. Um, in our household, there's not a whole lot going on. Violet is pretty much acting out the series Love is Blind in the Garden. <clears throat> we're watching Friendships Blossom, but with a fence in between. We are so lucky that we have a garden. And we're just watching her find new ways to play with the neighbors without going over the fence. <laughs> they have to keep this distance. We've given them all like twigs that are a meter and they're just not allowed to approach the fence. But it's amazing. It's Love is Blind live in the garden. If you've not seen Love is Blind's available on Netflix, it is about a woman with a drinking problem and a bunch of her friends. Okay, today I would like to talk about trigger warning pregnancy loss. I wouldn't like to talk about it. This is a wrong choice of words. I would really prefer if I wasn't talking about it, but I experienced pregnancy loss this year and it was really difficult to find um, stories about miscarriage that I connected with. If you don't want to hear this, just turn it off. I know that, you know, I never want to make people sad. Don't worry though. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to be making fun of your miscarriage. All right. Oh, I should have been smart enough to have some like stats up, but it's basically two thirds of women maybe, or maybe it's a third. It's a, it's a chunk of women will experience miscarriage in their life. And they say, miscarriage that's the word but I hate that word because it just sounds like it's the wrong word like what you dropped something like whoops got a miscarriage I, I prefer personally pregnancy loss before 2020 my understanding of pregnancy loss was that sometimes super super early in your pregnancy right after you took a test you would just start bleeding and you'd be like whoops oh, okay, well, that's not viable. I thought it could happen maybe four or five weeks, six weeks. And that is heartbreaking enough for people, for families, especially if you've been trying to conceive for a long time, or even if 
you haven't, no matter what you believe, it can be physically quite painful and emotionally very painful. I was not aware that a lot of pregnancy loss is people who are in their second trimester. I mean, I personally know people who've lost a baby in their third trimester, which is harrowing. I know someone who lost a toddler to illness. Harrowing. They say grief is not quantitative. Yes, it is. So before I go any further, may I just say, I have a 10-year-old daughter. She is happy, healthy, strong, smart, and beautiful. That was a very uncomplicated pregnancy, and I have a lot to be thankful for. But I know a lot of other women who have had miscarriage around 12 weeks where everything's fine at one scan. You have all the morning sickness. 12 weeks is a long time of your life. Just think about lockdown when they tell us it might be 12 weeks. You're like, oh my gosh, that's forever. 12 weeks is a huge chunk of your life when you're living in it, especially when you're being sick every day and you're abstaining from all the things that you're supposed to abstain and you're planning to have a baby. That is a long time to me. So I know women, really close personal friends, who are very um, upbeat almost, discussing like, yep, well, it was sad at the time, but now I've recovered. Some women don't recover. There's no rule for like how you have to deal with this. But the women that I know seem to have moved on. Your body is a really interesting thing, isn't it? Your mind, if you have any trauma, any grief, your mind is usually really good at healing itself, at like blocking out a car accident or blocking out even a pregnancy loss and you just you move on life moves on a lot of these women have had other children since and they go oh yeah that was the universe's plan for me if that hadn't happened I wouldn't have so and so and I wouldn't have so and so and that's a really good way of looking at it there are a lot of celebrities that I found who've had miscarriages freaking Beyonce what You think, oh, she's got access to the best medical care in the world. She can't have a miscarriage. She's Beyonce. Like, yes, she went in for a scan. There was a heartbeat. Everything was fine. And then she went in on the follow-up scan without any bleeding, by the way, without any warning. You're still feeling sick. You're still very pregnant. Bam, at the scan, they're like, oh, well, I'm really sorry. No heartbeat. That happened to Beyonce. Happened to Mariah Carey. Happened to Courtney Cox happened to Celine Dion. Celine Dion had several miscarriages. So this happens. But when it happens to you, that is the first time that you realize exactly how traumatic it is. It's a, it's a real fuck up in your life and in your mind. And this is women, this happens to us and we are just walking around. Women historically, I think have been just expected to get on with things And then I just think it's so difficult to understand when governments have views about abortion, they go, oh, well, that is a soul from the moment of conception. But then also everyone tells you, oh, but don't tell anyone, don't announce your pregnancy before 12 weeks. The reason that we don't talk about miscarriage more, it's not for the sufferer of the miscarriage, it's not for the mom and the family who experienced that. It's for everyone else. It's just a way of being polite. Nobody wants you to walk into a supermarket and be like, how are you? Oh, well, I just found out I lost a baby. The reason we keep it to ourselves is out of this odd 
shame and embarrassment, like you did something wrong, no matter how many times people tell you, oh, it's just one of those things, you feel this shame. And other people don't want to have a chat about it. Well, guess what? Fuck that. As soon as you find out that you are expecting, you want to tell people, you get excited. And even if you just have to tell your boss because you're throwing up all day, I'm sorry. So Bobby Kay and I want to have a family. We could not start trying during the filming of The Duchess, my Netflix sitcom, just because it would have been an inconvenient time. I didn't really know how long it would take. I know some people struggle with that. We did not. Pretty much right before we wrapped The Duchess, whoops, and it just worked right away. I'm very grateful like that. So I was expecting in December. I found out when I was at home in Canada celebrating Christmas. I just didn't feel well and I wasn't expecting to conceive in December because we weren't um, really trying that hard. And I was really busy in December. I had all these different jobs. I think I actually conceived on election night, which is gruesome because I was doing this channel four coverage of the election. And that was eight hours long through the night. I mean, I pray that I did not conceive on election night because I mean, that is a Rosemary's baby situation. I mean, I wasn't even home. I was not even home. I was with Krishna and Guru Murphy. I was on live television all night. So you know exactly my whereabouts. How did that happen? Wasn't an easy night for anyone. Half the audience was crying. The nation just turned it off because the exit polls were, you know, sucked all the jeopardy out of the night. You could tell which way it was going to go. Stanley Johnson came on. There was a bit of a row. I don't know what the heck was, was up. I wasn't really invited to speak very often because it became a very serious news program. Let's go to the counts. Let's go to the counts. Well, I just wanted to have a chat with Jeff Norcott, inject some comedy into the alternative election, but people were too sad. So I just sat there looking amazing, by the way, in a deck London suit. Fiona Eustace did my hair and makeup. What a vision I was, but I mean, I was basically silent, just quietly getting impregnated by immaculate conception somehow. So, I mean, that, that is terrifying. That's a terrifying way to start your pregnancy. I didn't find out right away, though. Obviously, it takes a little while if you don't know about how people get pregnant. There's like a window where implantation may or may not happen. That's like nine days. Then once you have implantation, you'll get a positive pregnancy test a few days later if you're pregnant. So we go to Canada. Um, I wasn't participating in a lot of the festivities. I felt really unwell. I had heartburn, but I didn't know what heartburn was because I don't eat weird food like that. So I had this like searing heartburn where I just thought my lungs were on fire. It might've been COVID-19 in retrospect. Oh, Catherine, we didn't have it in Canada yet in December. Sure. I just had really painful lungs to the point that I messaged my childhood friend, Orla, who is a doctor. Her parents are very proud and my parents are proud. And my dad especially wishes I was Orla, but I'm not. I never will be Orla. But I reached out to her and I was like, Orla, my lungs are on fire. I think I have pleurisy. I don't know what to do. Like this is, and for me to reach out to a doctor, I never do that. I just sort things myself. But Orla was like, well, you've been flying, you know, it might be a blood clot. It is worth checking out. 
an, a pulmonary embolism, whatever. And I was like, oh, geez. But I didn't go to the hospital because I just thought, no, 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 this is ridiculous. Sort it out. That much pain, though, undeniable pain in my lung. Couldn't lay down. I was like, what is this? And then after a few days, that just went away. I went to a few Christmas parties, but I wasn't really able to drink a lot. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought I had this lung disease. Then I hosted a party with Bobby for all of our friends in Sarnia, the S dot, the place that we were from, at my uncle's bar. And then my uncle and I got into a big row um, because that's what happens anytime any of my uncles drink, there's a row. And I was really emotional about it. I just cried. I was like, oh, why are we having this row? And that's not like me either. So heartburn, nothing like me. Crying, nothing like me. I usually, you know, I know what to expect from my uncles at this point. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I thought, this is just crazy. So then the next morning I thought, oh, actually, I'm late. I'm going to take a test. Took a test. Pregnant. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And right away, that pregnancy came with this miscarriage energy. I told Violet right away, and you're not supposed to tell people, but I mean, Violet is very close to me. She's going to know. I told Bobby, I told Violet, and Violet said, oh, the baby. And I said, well, if the baby lives. I told my family, my family were like, well, Catherine, you're over 35. So if the baby lives, I told my sister, well, we'll see Catherine. If the baby lives, it always had this, if the baby lives energy. Strangely, I never had that with my daughter. I never even considered miscarriage with my daughter. I was like, okay, if the baby lives, if the baby lives. So every time we told someone close to us, we would say, if the baby lives. And I felt unwell almost right away. I had that hyper Tesis, whatever gravidum that Kate Middleton had with my daughter, except nobody felt sad for me because I was poor. So they just thought I was a drug addict on the tube. But I threw up a lot with Violet and I expected to be sick with this one too. I was pretty sick. Not the same, not like the same aggressive puking, but I just felt like constantly bad and immediately fat, just like bloated, like, oh, we're excited though. We're really happy. We thought, oh, that was easy. We expected that it wouldn't be so easy. Fine. 
we flew home. I got straight into work. I was kind of miserable at work being a brat. I didn't feel well. Like the, the early stages of pregnancy, I think are, it's just such a slap in the face that that is when you're in the miscarriage window, because that arguably is the hardest part. When you're cute, when you're showing, when everybody knows, then they're nice to you. In the beginning, you don't have a bump. You're just like bloated and cranky and you're going to be sick. That went on for what? nothing really eventful happened in that time. I was just working, working, working. I was never really going to tell anyone. I just thought, let's keep it secret as long as we can, like Cardi B did. Drop a baby, drop an album, but I never dropped the ball, you know? I went to a few events pregnant. I can see now back in pictures. Like, you can tell. And this is the other thing. You, you, we know we're not supposed to ask people if they're pregnant. Don't do that because it's complicated. I went on the Jonathan Ross show. I think people messaged, oh, she's pregnant. I know she's pregnant. I post pictures of me and Bobby. I get messages. Oh, when are you guys going to have a baby? You should have a baby. That is, I know nobody means any harm, but it is insensitive because you don't know. Some people can't conceive or some people might have just had like a bereavement. You just don't. Just get out of my husband's dick if you can. Um, So working, working, pregnant, bloated, fine. We went for the six-week scan. I have, like, more scans sometimes than most people because I sort of have lupus. I sort of don't have lupus, but it's something that they keep an eye on anyway. Scan, great. Heartbeat, 110 beats per minute, six weeks or seven weeks, something like that. Everything looking good. I went to a private hospital. Why? I don't know why because I think I'm fancy, but also I think the NHS is so amazing so vital to this country but I know that they're over subscribed so I like to take myself out of the queue I know that private doctors they are NHS doctors they just do a private days here and there and sorry I like that they get paid more here and there to do a private day they get a little boost in their income like I they have a fine wine list at the Portland but let me tell you this if you're gonna have a miscarriage there's nothing they can do about it so you might as well not even go (laughs) Then we went back for another scan at 10 weeks. Everything was fine. I had no bleeding. Once again, you hear about miscarriages, you think, oh, if you're bleeding, you have a miscarriage. No, 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 no. I felt sick, aka fine. Everything was normal. I went in for my routine appointment and the nurses by now, they, they know me from last time and from television, from being a famous celebrity, you know? Um, and they're talking to me. I said, it's so crazy. It's 2020. I'm going to have kids like three decades apart, spanning three decades, because Violet was born in 2009. I had no babies that I'm aware of in the 2010s. And here we are, 2020, having this baby, or so I thought, if the baby lives. So we go in the scan and right away she puts the thing and she's like, oh, um, oh, we're going to have to do an internal scan. And I thought, well, that's something's weird. So then they start doing the internal scan. But by now, the doctor had turned the screen to herself, so I couldn't see it. So I just looked at Bobby because Bobby couldn't see the screen. I couldn't see the screen, but Bobby could see the doctor's face better than I could. So I look at him and he, it was hard to read. I was trying to play a facial version of telephone or as you know, it Chinese whispers, but we called it telephone because Canadian children were less racist, I guess. And I just knew something was wrong. And I was like, what? And the doctor looks at me. She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. We would expect to see a heartbeat here, but we don't. So we're going to have to have a very different conversation than I thought. And then I knew, oh, okay, that's done. 
And I did this odd, I don't know if it's a British thing or because I'm like a entertainer. I got pumped up. I was like, oh, great. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for your time. Oh, that's excellent news. Yes, that's really what we expected. Because I was, I think I was really embarrassed. I didn't want, I don't like anybody to see when I'm upset. But I just didn't want her to feel badly. So I was like, oh, great. That's great. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was happy, happy, smiley. She must have just thought, who is a psycho that's like loving hearing that she's pregnant with a dead baby? I'm so sorry to use those words because I'm emphatically pro-choice, but in this situation, to me specifically, that's what it was. And then we just talked about the next steps, and I like thanked everyone. I shook hands because this was pre-corona. I was like, great, great, great. Thank you, thank you. Bobby was just like stunned into silence. I don't think he said a thing until we were outside. And this was in February, and I had a gig in Liverpool that evening. And I said, well, I'm sorry, I still have to go to work. And Bobby came, he's like, I'm going to come with you to Liverpool. So we walk from the Portland to Euston station where the train was leaving. And that walk was just such an odd one because I was like, I wanted to stop everyone on the street and be like, excuse me, I'm pregnant with a dead baby. Excuse me, I'm pregnant with a dead baby. Hey, hi. Because it feels inside like you're on fire and you're like, oh my God, I'm, you know, it starts to get into your mind, the reality of the situation. And you don't know when it's going to come out. You don't know how it's going to come out. You don't know how it happened. You think you did something wrong. You're like, uh, 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 but you can't do that. So you keep it to yourself. So we went on the train, the train guard happened to be like an extra lovely fellow, um, chatted and chatted to us. I mean, I had no makeup on. So I think he just imagined we were young lovers with accents. He's like, Oh, you're sightseeing in Liverpool. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't want to talk to this guy, but he was being so nice. We were pretty quiet the whole way to Liverpool. And then we got there. We got to the hotel so I could change for the gig. And that's when we were sad. I was just so upset in the hotel. We both had like a mini breakdown. I just thought, oh, this is so unfair. In retrospect, because you do, I mean, some people get over it so quickly. I feel a lot better now. But at the time, I mean, I just thought, oh, my gosh, nothing really bad has happened to me for a long time. Just the grief. I was like, ugh, I needed to get taken down a notch. Ultimately, it was good for me. But um, then I did the weirdest thing. I got all glammed up and went to the gig and then carried on and did an hour of stand-up comedy to these adorable kids. It was at a university. Like nothing had happened. And the whole time, every second of the gig, because the way that I do stand up, I like to talk to people about the real things. You know, I, I switch them around here or there to protect people's identities. But ultimately, I'm always talking about my self, like I'm telling secrets about me and how I feel. And that's how like, that's my style of doing it. So the fact that I was hiding this big secret, this big secret in my life, and they were being so great they were mostly musical theater kids I just loved them so much but I wanted to grab each one again and be like and I'm pregnant with a dead baby but you know that would bum everybody out big time especially that age they're not ready for it and then we did a little meet and greet after I like met them took pictures and I'm always happy to do that but it's creepy now because they'll send you a lot of the pictures and I can't look at those photos now I just look at my face in those pictures and I was I just look like a ghost like smiling I mean probably what I will look like after a few more years of plastic surgery but there was just you know the the bus was driving but there's no one behind the wheel so Bobby and I um were considering having the like 
DNC surgery that you have to have to take the embryo out at 10 weeks. And, um, we went back to London the next day and I just thought, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's like too fast, too crazy. I have, I always have work. I have work the next day. Well, not now, but at that time I have something to do and then something else to do and something to do. So I just have to carry on. I don't really have time for a surgery. And I wanted to have these doctors like as hands off as possible. So then they can give you a medicine. You take these pills or you can like insert these pills that make your uterus contract and then it goes away. So we went back the next day after Liverpool. We had another scan to confirm what the doctor found the first time. And I must say, that sonographer, I wanted to see the screen and I was asking questions and he was like, oh, I can see everything I need to see. And I was like, well, that's great for you, but we're kind of saying goodbye to our dead baby. So I really want to see it more than you do. I didn't appreciate that, but I, I don't know. I think he just does it all day, every day. He wasn't really thinking. Oh, fine. So then we get the medicine. We go home. I told Violet what happened now at home because we'd been away the night in Liverpool. I told the babysitter, but I didn't want to tell Violet over the phone. So she was pretty much like, she's at the age where she just doesn't want to see her parents cry. So she was like, okay. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you going to cry? But we'd prepped her. I'd always said, if the baby lives, if the baby lives, I told her for some reason about miscarriage. It came with this miscarriage energy. I was always Googling miscarriages, looking at people on YouTube, telling their stories of, I don't know why. I just, for a minute, I blamed myself. I thought maybe I caused it by thinking that, but no, Jill, the energy healer, she sent me on the right path. She was like, no, 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 no. It came with that energy. You could just feel it. There's nothing you can do with your mind to cause a miscarriage. And it wasn't like I had anxiety about it all day. I was just weirdly curious about miscarriage. Fine. The medicine didn't work. Nothing happened. Okay. I wait a few days. I call the pharmacy. I take the medicine. Again, they give me a second dose of it. Nothing happens. Meanwhile, I'm working every day being a clown. There are women all over the world who are doing this. Drivers, cashiers, your hairdresser, who are just in this limbo. And it feels like, oh, I'm aware. I'm acutely aware that I am pregnant with a dead baby. Your hormones don't go away. You, your body still thinks it's pregnant. Basically, my mind knew I had lost the baby. My body was like a 16-year-old's body. Not in that way. I have met Prince Andrew. He was not interested. But I mean, my body was like, <laughs> I would be trying to communicate to my body, excuse me, you're having a miscarriage. And my body was like, no, Anna, you're having a miscarriage. I was like, no, I promise you you're having a miscarriage. No, I'm not. I'm going out. I'll tell you what I need. I need to go to the enemy awards and drink vodka. Uh, no, I think you need to take some time. No. So my body and my mind were having this debate. My body just would not recognize that we had lost this baby. So three weeks passed. In that time, I tried the medical management three separate times. Didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. So I would say if... Uh, I mean, that was the hardest part of it. Remaining pregnant with a deceased embryo for that long and having to work and having to work doing the job that I do and smile and be like, hey, like, I just was not the same human being. I was like crawling out of my skin. It was crazy to me. It was the most nuts thing. I would not recommend it to anyone. I went to Mexico in that time because it was my mother's 60th birthday and I was taking my sister and Bobby and Violet and I had to do that because, you know, you're only 60 once. No offense to any 
uh, Mexican uh, medical establishments, I really didn't know what was going to happen one minute to the next. I don't know what your healthcare is like. I'm sure it's great. But I didn't want to be in a foreign country and have this miscarriage because when it does finally decide to pass, it's not straightforward. Like you can hemorrhage at this point, like 10 weeks is far enough along, like bad, bad things can happen. Um, I just apologized to anyone that I saw in that three weeks because I was really struggling. And when we came back from Mexico, I I had the surgery in the end. Now the hormones have gone. Now I'm recovering. I am starting to say, well, that's not the worst thing that can happen in the world. Catherine, you're healthy. Your daughter's healthy. You can try again. Everything's fine. But at that moment, in that three weeks, you you can't be positive. You don't have that part of your brain that goes, oh, well, you know, carry on. It's like this terrible, dark, deep feeling. And I know there'll be women and their partners going through that right now. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because I just felt like people recover and then they just don't mention it again or they don't talk about, they start, start to forget the hardest parts. But right now I haven't forgotten yet. And it was so grim and I felt like a bad mom keep, you know, because I was always trying to get it out all these different ways. And I thought, well, maybe this little soul is like scared and doesn't want to be alone, doesn't want to go out. My daughter was really clingy and I just thought, oh, he just doesn't want, oh, that's the bit that gets me is that like, I just thought it didn't want to like be alone. Anyway. It's fine now. That's just always the bit that gets me. So if that should be a story that touches your own life, I really hope that it doesn't. The last thing that I would want if I was speaking to a friend who went through what I did is that hopelessness and that shame and that weird energy of like, keep it to yourself. Don't upset anyone. Be a good girl. Just like take it on the chin and keep keep it moving. I have felt this like collective grief because I know how many women are just walking around, just walking around, going to work, raising their children, not raising any children, like being in the world. They've had this experience and we're just supposed to get on with it. I mean, that's what people do. And people have had way worse than me. Just so I can say that again, um, I am aware. And I also want to tell you that once you get on the other side of it, like I am now, your mind sort of puts it away, folds it neatly into a drawer. It still hurts, but a lot less often. So there we go. If you see me looking particularly fat in the next year or two, um, please don't reach out and be like, hey, you and Bobby should have a baby or are you pregnant? Because just don't ask anybody that until you see a baby crowning. Just don't ask that question because you don't really know what's gone. Um, you can also reach out to the Miscarriage Association. That's miscarriageassociation.org.uk. They have miscarriage support. Tommy's, I think, is another good one. You can email their midwives, T-O-M-M-Y-S dot org, and they'll email you back. I mean, there's lots of information online, nhs.co.uk. I mean, not code nhs.uk. They, they have a list of things that can help you, but really all that helps is for me, 
talking about it. As soon as I got to a place where I wasn't ashamed anymore, I could tell people that I started to feel better. On that cheerful note, let's call my dad. Hey. Are you looking in my ear? Are we just phoning or are you Skyping? Looking in your ear? Oh, I was just phoning. <laughs> phoning. Are you... Because <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm okay. We were just going to... We were... When, I went for a walk. Went into work and then we're going to bicycle ride. What's happening? Sounds like you're self-isolating very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I going to say? Did you ever watch uh, Into the West? I don't know. In, Into the West. Fight it with love. It's all about a horse. Mm-hmm. A white horse. You watched it as kids, and that Gabriel Byrne is in it. I don't know if you know Gabriel Byrne or not, the actor. No. Irish? Anyway, yeah. Into the West, it's a lovely story. It's about, um, like, obviously a wealthy guy trying to steal the horse for a race, and the gypsy buys it's their pet type of thing. And it's it's funny, actually. They get up an elevator in Dublin, and then they go out west, and uh, you'd like it. I would like it. Oh. Well, I actually wanted to ask you, about miscarriage i remember you kids um watching this when you were young oh it might have even been a disney movie i don't know but into the west is called with gabriel Byrne and some younger guys and it's probably 20 years old oh okay maybe more than 20 years old but uh, she'd love it with the horse type of thing okay well thanks for that yes she will all right bye love you bye. all right love you too bye Thanks. cheers for that another illuminating chat with my dad do you know sometimes i don't understand him but I accept him and this is what you have to do I mean even right now what's going on in lockdown you don't have to understand exactly why it's happening but I have found great peace when I accept that you know it is what it is gang it is what it is I will see you next time When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.